What's up, everybody? It's RJ Levy Chin. I'm here. I'm here with Nate and Naya. This is the Old Milk Slash Co podcast. The Cat. This is our second preseason episode, so we're gonna get right into some of our stuff. Um, So we'll be doing the top top decade list for y'all. Starting with big and impactful moments. So Naya, you want to get into that? Yeah. No, I just think that. It's so crazy because when you say big and impactful moments, we're talking about like of the decade. So it's just crazy. But we're going to wrap it up for y'all. And that's what we're going to do. So the biggest thing about biggest and most impactful moments of this decade. First, we had we said Control by Big Sean. And okay, so when I first heard it, I couldn't like I didn't recognize it. And then once I played, I was like, okay, I've heard this before, but I don't think I've ever actually sat down and actually listened to it. You know how when you hear music, like, but that's different when you listen to it. So I finally sat down and it went hard. It really did. I don't even think, still now, I don't think I, like, got it all in. I got to go back and listen to it, like, probably six more times. Believe me, like, as much as I've listened to that song, I still feel the need to go back and listen to it. Because Big Sean and Kendrick, throughout their verses, just drop gems, like, back to back to back. It's just, like, an overload of bars. It's, like, amazing. It's really, like, one of the best songs of the decade. And I think what's crazy about the song is just, like, how it changed the competitive nature of hip-hop. I think that um, a lot of artists were just kind of trying to stick to themselves and and not be dealing with a lot of stuff. But when Kendrick called all those people out, I think that it ruffled a lot of feathers and changed Mm -hmm. hip-hop for the better, at least. Definitely agree. Definitely Uh, made hip-hop You think that was a selling point, for sure? Yeah, it was a turning point, for sure. Right. Definitely. So, for sure, for sure. Definitely control. So controls on the list. And next we have Drake. Like just yes. Drake. Drake has <laughs> Drake yeah. has just been in like so many beefs, like um from the big ones with him versus Meek Mill and even to the small ones with Drake versus Joe Budden. Like Drake has just been a lightning rod for beefs. And mm-hmm. honestly, some of these beefs have been some of the most impactful moments when we talk about Drake dissing Meek Mill on back to back. And Pusha T dissing Drake on the story of Adidon, like yep. just like seeing that lyrical warfare go back and forth is truly mm-hmm. a spectacle. I also think I that think- it's important to note that Drake is Spotify's most played artist of the decade. And that just kind of goes mm-hmm. to show that the type of impact that he had just on the music landscape in general and, and, and how many people enjoyed his music, which is his goal. Yeah. And speaking of that, is like you said is the, like, the accolades kind of just wow me because he's, like, the most Grammy-nominated artist, something like that now, more one more than the Beatles. Um, more s- most selling. Most selling. Yeah, most yeah. selling. No, most he, selling? he has, he has okay. mo- most, it's most hits, like, on the, like, on the top 10 charts or something most like that. Hits. Most yeah. hits. No, I could have yeah. sworn he has, like, no, it's definitely an award, though, for sure. He has, like, the most Grammys now, more than the Beatles. I remember that. Nah, like, one because of the he don't have that many Grammys. Grammys. He don't have that many Grammys. You don't think so? I'm going to get no, back to you on that one, but we'll, we'll I'm going to get back to you. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I'll look it up for you. But, but, yes, but see, but I will say, like, hits and everything, and it was just, like, when you think about Drake, there's not a song that I don't know that's been on the number one, you know what I'm saying, that wasn't a Drake song. I could count more number ones from Drake than I, than I cannot kind of thing. Here's, so, here's the record. Here's the record. Mm-hmm. Drake Scorpion album set a record by posting seven simultaneous singles on Billboard's top ten. That toppled the, the Beatles record of five singles set in 1964. There you go. Okay, but mm-hmm. I, got that's, that's awesome. um, truly, right. uh, I got more slag than the Beatles. Right. I got more slag than the Beatles. Amazing um, spectacle to see that as well. Just because, just think about having seven songs off of one drop in the top ten at once. Wild. 
Like yeah. it's so like some artists are some artists who are just celebrated across the board don't even have one song in their top in the top ten of the Billboard charts in their mm-hmm. career, and he just has seven. In so yeah, every really shows like, the amount of stats that he puts up, time in yeah. and time yeah. out, every single project. For sure, no. Drake and then we got um, and then, and we then got, you know, the... money collaborator. Mm. Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B. I mean, I think that this beef was um very big. A lot for of him. things. They needed to see that. I think that it also kind of created the movement for um the women in rap to kind of come together and and band together just in general. But I also think that the spectacle of two titans like that, you know, old versus new, in my opinion, kind of going against each other at that time was was a real spectacle to watch. I would say, honestly, truly, I I agree, but I disagree in the fact that I don't think the world needed this. Like, I truly believe that this is all kind of a setup to not necessarily pin women against women, but it's like it becomes people start caring, starting being more interested when it's messy and when it's about women. I feel like without that, it kind of like, you know, people pay attention, but obviously when it's like catty or whatever, then, you know, people want to be more invested. I think honestly, truly to get a little dirty, I think people get off on seeing women going batshit at each other. So I, I don't mean, necessarily think needed it, but I, I do I, think from, I from, like the fact that the battling whatever made them have put out good music. I'll say that much. I understand what you're saying, but I do think that, you know, Drake and, and a lot of people elsewhere are an example. You know, we like drama. Hip hop likes drama, mm-hmm. and I think that yeah, for, sure. um, women, for for women, we hadn't seen two artists at that level. And I think that when you get artists at that level, you kind of expect them to butt heads in a certain way. I think because they're, mm-hmm. especially New York rap, New York rap, there's not a lot of people that are, um, they don't do a lot of collaborations in New York because you know how it is. It's a big competition. There's a doggy dog world, especially in New York City. And I think that that energy is what created the feud. I think that mm-hmm. um, those two people didn't like each other. And I don't think that, um, I think that they respected each other, which also kind of created that. Because I think that Nicki Minaj is also a person that wants her chips. And I think that Cardi B is one of those people that feels very self-made. And when those two types of people come together, um, there's definitely going to be clashing. And, I, and I, I do think that the media played it up. But I think that it was more, you know, hip hop wanting to see the competition and, and they wanted to crown a queen. And um, I think there's a there's a bigger issue for me with that because I think that you know it's just yeah. not that big of a deal. Absolutely. Also, um, I think that when you even like when you're listening to their music and how they go about with their execution in their music, they're not really very similar. Literally, their only the only similarity between the two of them musically is that they're both women in hip hop. And mm-hmm. that being said, like when you don't really have like another. I guess before Meg Thee Stallion really came out, another person that you could say is on Nicki's level lyrically and also another person who's on Cardi's level in terms of making hits and having an amazing album. Um, You just take the two people who are the closest to each other and you just put them together. However, I will say that I do think that this beef started... um, it was self. It was a self-inflicted beef because you can see how, um, just like over time, they would send shots at each other back and forth, and eventually it just got to a point where it was just everything just had to come out of the bag at that point. I feel that, too. and that's what just like made the beef so nasty. Just like everything being exposed, but we I, take that, true. which is honestly one of the most 
polarizing beefs of the decade and we transitioned to polarizing artists. So I guess first we have to start talking about Takashi 69. Um, RJ, do you want to go first on that? All right. So the most polarizing artist, we got Takashi, of course, New York City rapper. I think all New York City rappers are polarizing. But I think that the way that Takashi kind of disrespectful guy to so many people, um, as well as the whole snitching thing, I think both the way that he came in and the way that he came out was one of the biggest spectacles we've seen in the last 10 years. But also just the music too, because it wouldn't matter if the music wasn't good, but the fact that he was so successful while he was shitting on everybody and getting all of this disrespect. I mean, I really think that um, Takashi stuck out like a sore thumb when we're talking about the events of the decade. Yeah. I, and you know, I love the, the, like the topic, which is like polarizing because to be honest, as stupid as I agree a lot of the things he's done, I would really, I genuinely do like Takashi, to be honest. I disagree with a lot of the things he does, but I see there's something about it him the fact that he really just stand by what he does you know I can't really be mad at him for that and because I'm not mad at him for that and then he puts out good music behind it kind of just shows me like you know he's he can do what he wants you know you can do what you want when you pop in and he did exactly that and for everybody that said he couldn't he did anyway and you know he almost beat the internet like like that's hard to um, do (laughs) that's really funny because there was like so many people like so many of his fans were like when you ask a Takashi fan, why are you a Takashi fan? They would literally say, because he's undefeated. And for a while, he really was. I mean, obviously, we're at a point now where he was obviously arrested and all that stuff went down. But until that point, he was really undefeated. He had so many beefs going on from so many places. Uh, he was honestly, from at least from when he started getting clout in late 2017 to when he was arrested, ultimately, in 2018, um, he was really the most entertaining rapper because his music was great and also just all the extracurricular things that he would participate in outside of music also just made him such a such a person where eyes are just immediately drawn to him. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that he was, that that's the thing is that he was entertaining, which brings me to my next person. I mean, I think that he was polarizing in a way that wasn't necessarily entertaining. It was a lot more felt like a like a train crash or something like that. Kanye, yeah. I mean, you can't really say polarizing and not mention Kanye. I mean, he probably was the most polarizing mm-hmm. artist if in you, the two thousands as well. Yeah. If you look up polarizing, a picture of Kanye's right there. Honestly, um, Kanye is simply one of the most interesting people. Period. Like of all time. Mm-hmm. Like ever. Yeah. I don't disagree like with that. Being, just seeing his switch from George Bush doesn't care about black people to supporting Trump is super amazing. Um, super confusing as well. Just from just how now he wants to make secular music. He, he wants to make gospel music and things of that nature and not really make um, the music of old. I believe he was even mentioned, he even mentioned talking about redoing all his old music to reflect his Christian values, quote unquote. It's just super interesting, and it's just really super interesting. Like everything that Kanye says, he seems to believe, and I don't know. I honestly don't know what to do with this man or where to put him. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip. And um, I think he definitely what? does that on purpose, and especially because one thing I will not take away from anybody, and especially Kanye per se, just because he's so polarizing, it's people's ability to be a free thinker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I stand by you know, do what you want. 
And, you know, if that's what you honestly truly believe in your heart is right, you and plus for it to be so polarizing, polarizing that you have the balls to do it, there must be really something that you believe in it. And so for that, I respect you for it. And then I, it gets I to agree. The, I agree with that to an extent. However, one thing I will say is that um, there's a lot of people that Kanye hurt by giving his cosign to the quote unquote president right now. I don't disagree with that. Absolutely. Um, but he, what I'm saying is that he made a decision that, though, regardless of how but, other people felt, he had to make his own decision. But what decision. I'm saying That's is what that- people don't understand. He don't be making decisions for everybody else, understanding that everybody else might be affected. But the man has to make his own decisions based on how it works out for him. Like, I have to think about but what that I'm say, too. But what I'm saying is that when you get to a certain place in superstardom, when you become- the face of one of the faces mm-hmm. of hip hop, one of the faces of black culture, you need to understand uh, the level of importance that you hold and how much weight your word holds mm-hmm. with that. So once you get to that spot, you're not just representing yourself anymore. You're representing hip hop. You're re- representing some of the black community and other people who fit in where they fit in. And for him to support Trump like that really kind of made it seem like a black cosign in terms of black people support Trump, which is simply not true for the most part. Mm-hmm. And right. it's just like a no, it's just a idea of knowing where you are and knowing your place. And this is not to say like, oh, know your place, like shut up. Like, no, like know your place, Kanye, and speak up for those people who can't speak up for themselves because that's literally one of the things that you prided yourself on doing for your mm-hmm. whole entire career until we've gotten to this point. So the switch, the sudden switch is certainly puzzling to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, he, I mean, I love Kanye. He's one of my favorite artists, but there were, I've never had to question my own, you know, morals and things like that when it came to an artist that I liked. And, you know, Kanye put me in that position. But the last but not least, I want to talk about someone who I think is polarizing because his talent is there, but the way that the community views him is definitely weird. Uh, logic. <laughs> That's a word for it. Yeah, it's um, it's odd. I I, I can't. I haven't. You know, Eminem got the respect. I mean, I don't necessarily want to straight up compare them, but I think that the skill set is um similar, and the way that you know black people just do not like logic and do not allow logic to be anything a part of the culture. I think shows that. Um, there is a nagging thought about him among the, com- the community. Um, yeah, Logic is simply interesting. I feel like before I couldn't understand why he didn't, wasn't really getting that much respect. Like his first three albums were amazing. Um, first three albums, Under Pressure, The Incredible True Story, and then Everybody. I thought they were all amazing. They were all conceptual albums that told a story from front to back. Even the use of skits between them was like superb. Um, however, since really everybody, his his use of his talent has simply fallen off a cliff and you see him now simply just making music just to make music, not really putting any thought behind it, in my opinion. And that being said, it's really interesting to see the deterioration of someone who really could have been great. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, well, this is the most polar thing I can say about this topic is that I disagree in a sense. It's just like... I'm not, for Logic, I'm not saying that he's not a good artist, because I think he is. I've had heard a lot of his songs, and I think they're good. I think they're his. I think that he does put out, does really well. I would just say that I'm not a fan. And the, and it's no more than that. Besides just, I, I wouldn't listen to it on my free time. I don't, you know, would care to, to be a part of that necessarily, but it, I do think he's a good artist. And I feel like 
if he is it was doing what he needed to be doing per se we all wouldn't be like so iffy about it so i think there's something that he's missing the reason why like a lot of people are not so fucking with him because not that you know it could never be that way it's just i don't think he's anything in like anything yet to make us feel that way honestly with the trajectory of his career now i don't think that time will come honestly I- and that will be very unfortunate for him. Yep. <laughs> but yes, so going from like overrated to underrated, I would really say that of the decade, talking about our topic of the most underrated artists, um, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Lil Uzi. It's got to be Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi Birdman. I just, I, I just think that he, he should be bigger than he is. I think that yes. he's been stifled by his label. I think um, a lot of it is just his label trying to milk him for, for as much as he is. But I, I really think that if he was given the reins, man, he would be the biggest. I mean, he would be the biggest artist in then some. I think that he would, you know, even be on a Drake type level. Um, Honestly, Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi's success really interests me because in, since his last album, well, his first album, Love Is Rage 2 dropped in 2017. That was August of 2017. He's only really dropped like four songs, that being New Paddock, um, Sanguine Paradise, New um, That's a Rack, and his last song, which is now number five on Billboard right now, um, The Fusil Shuffle 2020. Just like being able to drop four songs in two years and still being one of the top five artists, at least in that trap category or that emo rap category, wherever you put Lil Uzi, is super impressive to me. And that just shows how much star power he has. Right. The fact that we've been talking about Lil Uzi right now is wild to me because he definitely, like you said, RJ should be bigger than what he is. And the, and the fact that people underestimate him to me is foolish. Foolish. I think that he get- will prove himself in this next decade. And I think that once he gets out of this trash, whatever deal he's in right now, I think that he's just going to be one of the most prolific artists we've ever seen. So I'm very excited to see that. For sure. And then the, outside of that, I would also say... And you guys can tell me what you think about this, but Tory Lanez, I think Tory Lanez is underrated, and not because okay. he's not like yeah, you do like you like, you like Tory Lanez. Let me talk about it, facts, because he, I feel like he's you know recommended as an artist. I think people respect him as an artist, but I feel like sometimes people might not give him the credit that's due because people might say he only make you know little remixes or little samples or whatever. But let me tell you something about them samples. Them shits are bops, and they hit. And they give you exactly what you want. I just think he does it for his literally for I his mean, fans. And that's if what I'm he being does honest though, if I'm being honest though, I, I honestly think that um because they they kind of flow in between two genres in the same way, I would definitely say Chris Brown is a more underrated artist than um Tory Lanez. Okay. For sure. Ever since ever since the Rihanna thing happened. Uh, I, I genuinely think that he's still underrated to this day. What? Honestly, I'd agree with that. I really? think um, Chris intrigued. Brown could honestly be one of the top three artists on the planet. Every year. Every if year. If we're, really, if we're really thinking about what this I'm man can you. do, he I'm should so he's honestly the black be Justin. one of he the should top have been the black Justin three. Bieber. He should have been. He should have <laughs> been the black version honestly, of Honestly, I remember when he was first coming out in like 07 and like around 07 when people were basically saying he's the second coming of Michael um, Jackson. Yeah, he was in, like in 16 that, at the time. And so that being said, like he should be so much bigger than what he is right now. Not being, Not saying that he's not super big right now. Obviously, anyone would kill for Chris Brown's right. career to this point, mm-hmm. period. But I definitely think that he's his pedestal should definitely be higher. At, right. 
um, elevated, excuse me, at least two right. tiers. I, did, right. I definitely he, think he fits into that You know what tier I think is category. so crazy? I think his mess-ups really did, like, hurt him in that area only because I feel like like he's too human. Like, we've seen him make too many mistakes for us to forgive him kind of thing. Because when you think about Michael, like, the, a lot of shit happened to people, but they always kind of forgave, you know? He didn't have that level of forgiveness. So for that, that probably made it hard for him. I'll be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. And then, not only that though, too, I would say, and lastly, Doja Cat. I think people just don't, just not really tapping into her yet. If you haven't listened to Hot Pink, go listen to Hot Pink. You heard probably heard Juicy featuring Tiger on the radio. And then if if you haven't heard anything else, uh, what's my favorite one? Was she just like the cat? Dang it, I can't even think about it right now. But go listen to Hot Pink because it's fire. Um, I think Doja Cat is definitely interesting. I wouldn't necessarily think of her as an underrated artist this decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm no really interested. I'm no name I'd see. Um, but Tyler the Creator. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah. But with but Doja Cat, I think um she has J. Cole a future ahead of her, and I'm just interested to see what she does in the 2020s. Touche. Let me tell you. All right, so what what we got next? Uh, so we also got influential artists. What you what you think about that, Nate? Um, well, when we're talking about influence, first of all, uh, I have to give a shout out real quick to Chief Keith. Chief Keith really is one of the pioneers of the current state of hip hop right now. So um, sad. Like from I don't like to love Sosa to even Unfinito, like Chief Keith's music from 2012 and 2013 is still being played everywhere. Um, yeah. That being said, let's transition into talking about future and the Migos and really the Atlanta also, trifecta. The Atlanta trifecta. Uh, yeah. Also, Young Thug as well. Um, shout out to Gucci Mane as well because without Gucci Mane, all this wouldn't have been they possible be as well. Here. But just like <laughs> talking about like all of just like literally everything they've done, future Migos and Young Thug from uh, ad libs to just like making flows cool make it just like everything they've done just that impact and that um sounds atlanta sound that everybody wants to do now we have to tip our hats to the future migos and young thug period i agree i agree um and then we also got i think asap rocky i think asap rocky is um an underrated in his influence in the sense of Everybody rocking designer clothes, going to Europe and kind of adapting to the the Europe style and all of those things, as well as Asian style. I think that ASAP Rocky really brought that to the forefront of mainstream music. Um, you know, dressing like that, as well as just kind of the streetwear um, thing. I think that Kanye West introduced hip hop to that. Um, but I think the one that really made it a mainstream wave was ASAP Rocky and just the ASAP Mob. Um, especially just their influence um, on Lil Uzi as well as Playboy Cardi, um, and you know, a lot of the success, the little success that they've had, has been enough to carry them because of their influence and impact on the culture as a whole. But impact is different, so mm-hmm. I think that impactful artists um, who really kind of changed the way that hip hop has been seen as a culture to the rest of the world. I think that uh, Kendrick has to be on the top of that list. I think that he Absolutely. brought excellence and real um, people paying attention to what is being said again. 
mm-hmm. um, as well as the idea of what a cohesive project could look like. Um, right. I, I definitely agree with that. I think Kendrick, first of all, every single project that Kendrick dropped from Section 80 to Absolutely. Good Kid, Mad City to, to Pimp a yep. Butterfly to Damn yep. has been a pure work of art and our Correct. classic, all four of them, in my opinion. He's really just four for four of classics. And that's something that we really um, have not seen in hip hop that much. Yeah. Um, he always has something to say. He always gives us a new sound. He always gives us a new flow. Um, he always changes his voice. Like, just like everything, there's literally nothing this man can't do. And that being said, he's really just like a Swiss army knife of just hip hop talent while still staying true to the culture and saying something, which it should be applauded. Right. I agree. And I remember, I think a lot of the times, and and when I think about Kendrick, I just, everybody just, I just say like literally a poet, like, you know, like some people, or like even like a lyricist, like some people are rappers, but we always said that. Kendrick was a lyricist and you literally like to listen and understand what the hell you were saying because every bar you just mind blown. And people, I remember people saying at the time he had like the likeness of Tupac just for people to actually be able to hear, listen to what you got to say. You actually being able to say something that's smart, important, you know, that, that hits home in a different kind of way. So I definitely think Kendrick has that, you know, lyrical ability that like just really blows him out the water, which makes him, you know, on this list. Yeah, but um, even, and I think on another level, and the reason why I give it to this man is because of the impact of Atlanta on hip hop and how the Atlanta just changed the whole scope of hip hop and just really had a reign for a very long time for the good half future. I mean, I, I think that the ability to cry on a song about the drugs that you do was was silently fueled by future as well as just not just sound cadence and the amount of passion that you put into your song i really think that future um showed the hip-hop uh mainstream how to do that honestly i think future is definitely someone who we can look back on and say is purely representative of this decade from at least at least this generation from 2015 to now, because he his just his mindset is just so exhibited when we think about um, the problems that some rappers have with dealing with drugs and things of that nature. I remember in an interview for I believe his album uh, The Wizard, he talked about how he was scared to tell his fans that he had stopped drinking lean, and mm. because like that's just so um, that's just such a like that's just such a big thing for uh that you know future by i'm sorry i'm losing words but that's the reason why that like that's one of the reasons why people know of future because of like how much he sings and raps about the drugs that he takes and things of that nature um i think also like if we're just like saying like real talk um certain rappers have died recently like um juice Mm -hmm. world rest in peace to him um and one thing that we see also lil peep um, rest in peace of Lil Peep as well. Also, one thing we've seen as a um, consistent across the board with these rappers is them rapping about their drug use and rapping about um, their depression and things of that nature. So that being said, it's kind of um, hard when you think about, wow, I was really just jamming out to this song about this dude really rapping about how sad he is and how he uses drugs to heal the pain and he died because of drugs. Like thinking right. about that is really unfortunate um future has and not been one too of the long people. ago juicy j even you know he made a public apology saying that if he ever like you know encouraged anybody to use drugs you know he said i'm sorry 
And I thought yeah. that just meant a lot in hip hop just to be able to acknowledge that and make a big step, you know? Agreed. But I, I say that I say all that to say, um, future hopefully future is doing better. We know that like there have been times for future where he's gone through some tough things. Um, the man literally released an album this year called Save Me, which is super scary when you think about the possible implications of mm. what that project yeah, yeah. could mean for him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So just honestly, like Future's a legend. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. And we hope to be able to hear more music from him in the future. And I know that it was it was already said, but I mean, Drake is just the impact of, bringing emotions really at the mm-hmm. forefront of music. But also, I think yeah. that he was one of the most versatile artists in hip-hop mm-hmm. we've ever seen. And I think mm-hmm. that we're going to start seeing that. I mean, we already are seeing that versatility kind of be the forefront of whether you're a good artist or not. And I think that, um, you know, Drake was just really that guy that kind of put a lot of people on. But, I mean, there's no way for me to talk about impact and forget about Drake. A hundred percent agree. Two two words to describe Drake are simply just adapt and dominance. Yeah, um, yeah. we've seen him dominate this decade, uh, literally from like 2010 mm-hmm. to now. He's just dominated the whole decade in terms right. of stats and putting out hits after hits after hits. And one thing that's consistent with Drake across the board is that he knows how to adapt to the new sound. So mm-hmm. we see him like from the beginning when he started off being a rapidly rap rapper um, to now where he's essentially kind of at least on his last project scorpion he kind of took the trap style and adapted that to him we've just seen him be versatile throughout his entire career and honestly that's the probably the reason why he's never going to go away unless he really wants to go away right and i think yeah it's just so corny because i'm sitting here i'm really thinking about it y'all it's gonna sound crazy when i say with this he used to be on freaking Degrassi. Like, that's just, that just blows my mind to me. He said, F it one day. I don't know if anybody actually watched it, but he used to, like, be a rapper on the actual show right before it ended. I was like, okay, he got a little bit of bars. When I tell you my life, uh, like, I was shook as fuck <laughs> when he popped up as an actual rapper. I said, oh, shit, nigga got legs. You don't know how to act. <laughs> so I just think the fact that he just came out the water, you know, some, you know, some boy from Canada that came to, you know, came here and started running the game is, absolutely beyond me so i have to give drake his props for literally just doing him and being at the level that he is so you know kudos to him i feel that but um i'm glad we're getting a what a time to be alive too but what are some Mm. projects that we never got nate um that j cole kendrick project man oh my god that hurts me so much it hurts my soul to not have that um it's actually kind of funny because i remember around like 2015 when um 2014 Forest Hills Drive and To Pimp a Butterfly had came out, um they actually Cole and Kendrick actually did this thing where they swapped beats and rapped over them. Yeah, Black um, Friday. Kendrick rapped over yeah Black Friday. Kendrick rapped over the four um no the Tale of Two Cities beat, killed it. Oh my goodness! And Cole rapped over the All Right beat, also killed it. Just like showing their ability to rap on each other's projects. I thought those two would actually be singles for what would have been a J. Cole Kendrick project, but we unfortunately never got that. So I'm going to hold my tears back and pass it on to RJ. I mean, the Charles Gambino third rap album is, is one thing that I feel like needs to be talked about only because if you listen to, do you know what's the name of the first 
the first one that is not camp, right? Is it camp? The first, the first album is camp, I believe. Yeah. So camp, which had bonfire and heartless as well as just a bunch of songs that were fire. Um, and then because the internet, because the internet honestly showed me that childish had this talent and mind and brain about music that I wasn't really ready for. And the fact that, you know, the last album of his music career was, you know, I'm not mad at Awaken My Love, but I do wish that I got a little bit more bars in there. I mean, Stone Mountain um, was also a crazy mixtape, you know, and it was like an Atlanta vibe mixtape and, and it was really cool. He has some of his best songs on there. Uh, like Candler Road, and I just wish that there were more verses um, like Candler Road and just all the rap songs that he has. I really wish that we got a third album just of spitting bars. Honestly, when um, Childish Gambino, I forgot what song it was, but it was definitely off camp when he said, yeah, I'm killing you, step inside the lines then. Yeah, I'm a hoe if the O was the I instead. I was like, okay, this dude is different. Like, <laughs> he's different. Also, another, Childish Gambino is, I'm, under, I'm of the belief that if Childish Gambino continuously dropped projects like maybe like every two years like consistently he would be a top five rapper right now mm. because his flow was just he he knows how to flow and his wordplay was just so amazing as well like on another song i forget i always forget the names of these songs but i never forget the lyrics he said um i made the beat retarded so i'm calling it a slow jam like just wow. that wordplay <laughs> in that one line is just mm. so Fire. Yeah, he's he's a real comedian on, on all this stuff, yeah. and I think that just that shows you know that he's he really is a funny guy, and he really is a smart guy. He has the ability to be witty like that. But um, I know wait, you. Oh, wait, I know you. Well, I wait because because I was what? saying the funny that you say comedic because he literally was a comedian, and yeah. I just think that and the reason why I'm like so not super upset about Charles because I know we can't put him in one box. Like he might come back yeah. to music, like you never know. But like I knew this man was a genius. Even before Kanye did it, he made a visual album. Like, but not in like Lemonade, but like his actual own movie, Guava Island. If nobody's seen it on Amazon, yeah. featuring you know Augustus Rihanna. Like my favorite blown. song. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Saturday to drop. I'm still waiting for I Saturday was, to drop. Yeah, it was. I was like, that's crazy. You made a whole movie up, like album, like interwined. It was crazy. So even before Kanye Jesus King was kind of the same concept, and he just blew my whole mind with everything storyline and all and it was just like yeah beautiful he's literally an artist so also i love beyonce the beehive is going to kill me for saying this but are we ready to talk about how charles gambino low-key killed beyonce on some of those songs on lion king or don't even we're not going to do that we're not going to do that okay all right i'm sorry all right goodbye guys but um i know you mad about this man the playboy cardi low uzi project bro where is it at Honestly, I don't even know. I don't even think they're friends anymore because on Twitter, um, Lil Uzi, someone asked Lil Uzi if they were he was still cool with Playboy Cardi, and he said no. Um, I don't. I don't even think we're gonna get that project anymore. If we're, if I'm being honest, if it's if Uzi's not playing around, and it's really unfortunate and true that uh, he and Playboy Cardi don't fuck with each other anymore. But man, what could have been? They have had so many good songs together. Um, Shooter by um, Playboy Cardi featuring Lil Uzi. Um, looking is it looking? Yeah, looking by Playboy Cardi featuring Lil Uzi. They had just they're just like such a good balance yeah, for each other. Is that is yeah. that that one? I think it's just called I'm looking. Of, I'm trying to think of all all of the ones. Yeah, that they oh, what call it? Um, woke up like this is another song. Yeah, woke up, like woke up like this. Um, but like that tape would have been transformative for both of their careers, and unfortunately, sure. doesn't look like we're gonna get they it. We may never get it. And then last but not least, man, the Watch, watch the Throne 2. 
I mean, I we know why that, that ain't happening. Man, I, I think that it would have been, you know, another one of those projects where Kanye were two titans of hip hop, generationally titans of the hip hop, just came together, went away for a few months, and just generated out hits. I think that. Um, hip-hop really misses that relationship in general. I mean, I think that, you know, Hov's, you can make an argument that Hov performs the best on a Kanye beat. Um, and mm. that, you know, Kanye Kanye beats uh, produce Jay-Z's biggest hip-hop hits. Like, you can really make an argument for that. Um, and I think that hip-hop, especially, you know, the whole mature 444 and things like that, Kanye West not mm. being able to be a part of that, I definitely think... Um, is a big, big miss for hip hop for sure. Right. No, I 100% agree. And I feel like, man, if they ever were to, because they were caught um, together at an event and they, they were very cordial. They would stay spoke, they shook hands and all that stuff. So I think there might be some type of relationship, you know, rekindling with him, at least man to man for sure. And I, would, I wouldn't believe it for a day if you told me that Jay Z doesn't miss Kanye. You know, or that yeah. he wouldn't have, you know, loved to have made an album with him in between time. Could have made more hits. You know what I'm saying? So I don't believe that for a day, but I feel like, you know, they did what they had to do at the time. They thought it was a good decision. But I definitely for sure say that would have been a ridiculous ass album for sure. Yeah, for real. All right. Well, that's all we have for y'all this episode. We got some articles. It. Yeah, for the decade, not even for the episode. I didn't even think about that, man. Um, articles talking about um all of the top fifteen lists that we put out. We, you know, we put out albums, um, as well as I think we put out artists, and mm-hmm. we did make a list for top fifteen songs. We might be able to get that to you guys soon. But um, anything you guys want to say to the people before we get off? Uh, spread love. Um, be yourself. Just chill. Good things to come to you. Facts. Uh, I say twenty twenty. No apologizing. Do what you want when you pop in. And, you know, listen to new music. Get get wild. Get reckless. Don't be regretful. And, you know, just be about your business. Stay focused 2020, period. And I, and I would say, yes, yeah, stay real, real focused. Stay real humble. Stay determined. As well as make sure that you take care of everything that you need to do. Don't wait. Don't slack. Just do it, man. It's going to be so much easier if you just allow yourself Get rid of all that stress and get rid of things. Nip them in the bud. All 2020, we taking over. We dominating. You know what it is. Oh, milk. Oh, Lady milk. Young.